Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spirit Talk Radio. My name is Angel and I am your host. I would like to extend to you this invitation to join me today on a journey of exploration, discovery, and clarity with one of the many guests from the community who is committed to helping us all on our journey of spiritual transformation. Enjoy the show and be prepared to ask questions if you have them. Looking forward to seeing you today, tomorrow, and thereafter. Enjoy.
So it led to financial problems. It led to relationship problems. It led to him um, closing his business and needing to find uh, other employment. And we ultimately moved to a different state. And, you know, people have asked me, well, you know, why did you go with them? You know, why did you put up with this? And as I said, I was raised, you know, with this background of you stand by your man and you don't get divorced. You, you, you kind of stick, stick it through no matter what. And the other part of it was I didn't really have confidence that I could make it on my own. We got married right out of college. I'd had no experience living on my own. So, um, you know, there was that piece of it. And then just trying to keep things normal for my kids as well. So trying to keep their lives as normal and stable as possible. Um, so as it turned out, we, we ended up moving from Rochester, New York, to, to Raleigh, North Carolina. And there... Um, I would say now that I embarked on a spiritual journey, although at that time, I didn't have the language for that. You know, I just would have said I was just trying to meet people in my new community and um, get involved in things. And as I met people, I started to get invited to a lot of different kinds of things that I'd never been exposed to before. And uh, that included things like dowsing classes and Reiki classes and I was just learning. So oh, much yeah. Here, here comes the new age, man, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I had no background in that at all, Angel. It was just totally new to me. So kind of approaching all this as a skeptic. I get it. I get it. I get it. I think it happens to a lot of us. You just, I love it. You started with a highly kind of mainstream career like that just the mainstream like a highly mainstream career and then you know next thing you know you wake up you're you're going to dowsing classes and, and probably a couple of maybe some healing and channeling classes you know <laughs> the whole different exactly Catholic <laughs> regressions and oh my you know, goodness and learning about crystals and all kinds of things but it it didn't start out that way I mean I you know I was very much a skeptic and I think the very first thing I went to was a dowsing class and I didn't know what that was and for anybody who doesn't know it's a form of divination you know, using rods, or you can use a pendulum, but this class I went to was using dowsing rods, and the first thing, you know, we were invited, my daughter and I, because we did volunteer work with this woman, and we just thought she was nice, <laughs> so we went to this thing, and we didn't know what it was, and, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she seems nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's amazing. I love it. <laughs> that's kind of how it was. <laughs> You know, so she hands us these dowsing rods when we come in the door, and she's giving us instructions, and I'm thinking, whoa, you know, first of all, don't you have to have some kind of superpowers to do this? You know, I'd heard of ESP, and I was like, I don't have anything like that, and I didn't think it was going to work. I like it. (laughs) I know. And now I know know that we all have superpowers, right? I didn't know that and I just thought oh my goodness this isn't going to work and I'm going to be so embarrassed when I can't do it and so I you know she gave us instructions how to hold the rods and what to do to learn our yes answer and our no answer from our rods and I thought okay I'm just going to go off to the side of the room and try it but it's not going to work and I'm just going to gather up my daughter and say thank you very much and then we'll just go home <laughs> but um it didn't work out that way. You know, I went and took my rods and did what she told me to do and, and asked for the rods to show me a yes. And sure enough, they moved. 
And I thought, oh, I just did that. I just jiggled them. You know, I did that. Something happened. And I kept doing it over and over, and it kept repeating the same pattern. And then I asked it to show me a no, and it, it did something else. And I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And I think in that moment was when I was really hooked on energy work. I thought there is something to this that is outside myself, and I, I have to find out more. And so then um, I went on to become a Reiki master, you know, not, not right away, but I mean, you know, went to a, an initial Reiki training and again, got hooked on what I saw happening as a result. And, um, just soaking it up, just soaking up like a sponge, all the new things that I was learning. I love so, it. Yeah, love it. thank you. I love it. So from, 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 you know, in engineering your, your healing devices to healing people. That's kind of what sat my mind because the, the energy work seems like such a natural place for someone to go when they step into this and they come from a world where they're working on circuitry and, and they're working on, on <laughs> pragmatic stuff because it's our circuitry, it's us. Um, and it's really cool. I love it. How long have you been doing this now as a, as a Reiki master? Um, about 10 years now, almost. Oh, wow. I'd say, yeah, I, 2009 was when I took my first class really started out on this journey and I became a Reiki. I was a Re- I had completed the mastership by around 2011. So nine years as a Reiki master, but a little over 10 as a student and practitioner. Yeah. Yeah. And I love, you know, you mentioned the, the switching from engineering, you know, to healing work. And I love any connections that I find between science and the metaphysical because it's all, it's all one. It's all the same, right? It's all energy. Yeah. And that's so exciting to me to just realize it's, you know, we're, we're composed of energy, atoms and molecules that vibrate in the metaphysical world. We talk about our vibration, but that's very much our scientific um, reality as well is that we are vibrating and so are crystals, and that's I love the connection between um, science and the metaphysical crystals too. I mean, I used to think, well, that's just um, superstition, right? Carrying a, a lucky rock around or something. Yeah. But I now, I now know that there's science behind it, and you know, we've been using crystals in the scientific world for decades in terms of radios and computers and. Um, they all vibrate at different frequencies, and so they have properties that they convey to us. And we're our human bodies, mostly made of water, are less stable than crystals, which have a very stable molecular structure. So of course they're going to influence us and, and create more stability in us. So it's always exciting to me to find those connections. I kind of went off on a little rant there, but anyway. okay, so, so I totally see the scientific view now. You made that. You cleared that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that last little piece like, oh, okay, yeah, she definitely was an engineer. That was awesome. No, but it's true. We just had another guest on um, at the end of last month that was an electrical engineer, um, Lee Krieg, and he was an electrical engineer for decades and retired early so that he could do this this, this healing work with Crystal. And I, and I think that it's so cool that people are just stepping away from mainstream to get into this light work to heal and to inform and to, to put us on a path to repair as a species on this planet. That, that's kind of how I see it. Yes, I agree. I think it's wonderful that people are moving towards that. And I, I find myself, I, um, 
of course, was in the corporate world for many years and continued to have a foot in the corporate world and work with organizations on culture change and team building, change management, leadership development. But um, for many years, I did not let my two worlds collide. You know, I never talked to anybody inside of work about the things I was doing outside of work, you know, working with crystals or spirit animals or Reiki because I was afraid of how that would be viewed. But now it is exciting that I'm finding more and more of these things becoming a little more mainstream so that in a workshop, in a corporate environment, I can do a guided meditation at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. And I can, uh, yeah, very cool. I, I love that now, you know, we're starting to, to marry these worlds. And I look at myself as kind of a bridge um, between that corporate or technical world into the metaphysical because I've been there myself. I've been a real skeptic and ha- did not have that background. Um, so I feel that, you know, I can help to build a bridge for people. So, okay, I can't say it anymore. So now, <laughs> talk, talk about, you know, you know, finding courage. I'm assuming that um, when you and your husband had uh, started going down the path of no longer being a couple, like, it was that kind of when you had to kind of get your life back together and, and, and get in the space. Is that when all this stuff kind of started to open up to you? Yeah. Yeah, it was, our relationship was really starting to decline, and uh, I think I was just looking, I was just seeking something to help me feel better. At that time, you know, I wasn't sure that I was going to end my relationship, but things just started getting worse in that regard. And I was, uh, my ex um, had another job opportunity to move to yet another state, because he would get these jobs, and then he would lose them, because he was, you know, thinking into alcoholism, and things were going from bad to worse there. And so you would ask me about the moon and the conversations with the moon. So what happened was um, my ex had taken this, you know, he was, I mean, we were still married, but my now ex had taken this job in South Carolina, and I was still living in North Carolina and trying to decide if I should go with him. And uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out by, based on logic, right? What are the pros and cons, and, you know, all of that stuff. What should I do? What will my mother think? You know, all of those kinds of things. Going through my head, all these voices. And um, one night, in the midst of this, you know, not sure what to do, my dog woke me up in the middle of the night. She never did that. And I thought, all right, you've got to go out. So I get dressed, take the dog out. And as soon as he hit the sidewalk outside, there was this big, huge, beautiful moon with a low in the sky, big ones. And I don't know how to describe it, but it was like it was talking to me. And what the moon said to me was, you're missing the point. <laughs> I thought, what? Yeah. And you're missing the point. You're, you're trying to decide which nice suburb you're going to live in. You know, you're, you're focused on what you can do and what you should do. And it's all about how do you want to feel and who do you want to be in this world? It's not about what you do. And I had never thought about it that way. And it was just really a revelation to even think about how I wanted to feel and, and even acknowledge that as being important. <laughs> I was so used to the logic and, and also other people's expectations of what I should do, um, that I wasn't taking the time to think about my own feelings and what my heart was telling me to do. So, we went on to have numerous conversations like that where I'd get up in the night and just go out and look at the moon and, and she'd talk to me and say, you know, listen to your heart. And I didn't even know how to do that. It just took really baby steps 
you know, she talked to me about self-love, and that just seemed like such a big concept to me. I didn't even really know what that meant, and I had to take, as I said, baby steps in terms of just learning to once in a while put my needs first instead of, you know, the house, the kids, my husband, my mother, you know, my, my employer, you know, everybody else's needs came before my own. So sometimes it was learning to say no or just learning to slow down and, and recognize that I didn't have to keep all the balls in the air all the time. You know, sometimes you can rest and that's okay. Uh, so it, it was um, a lesson in, in self-care and self-love for a long time. Um, I love it. Yeah. I think I think when I when I was reading all the information and you know I try to get very informed so I can sound halfway intelligent when I talk to my guests and and so I've talked to I've talked to so many I've become so open to just about anything because there's so much wonderful information out there and and I've never had anybody kind of relate to sitting outside in contemplation as having a conversation with the moon and as I read through stuff it was like this isn't like a real conversation. This isn't, oh, I was meditating and, and the new moon was out and I, and I, and I got clarity. This, this is a real process of, there were times it felt like you were getting counseling. There were times it looked like you were just getting direction. There were times you were like being put like, we got to get real sister. It, it was, it was so cool. And I've never heard that before. This, I've never heard that before. Um, is this something that you have found has somebody, anybody else had this, this experience or are you finding you're like the only person, you know, kind of right now talking about this? I'm getting kind of mixed reactions, Angel. Um, I, I, a lot of people do have experience, like you mentioned, like connecting with nature in some way, you know, going out and standing amongst the trees and, and feeling like a tree or, you know, meditating by the ocean. You know, so there's a lot of connecting with nature, like you said, and meditating and then feeling some clarity. But this really did... This, this really was a conversation, and I'm not, um, and I've heard that maybe from a few people, that they have those kinds of conversations, and I truly thought that I might be crazy at the beginning of this, you know, <laughs> when am I making this up, you know, what what's happening here, and um, I did talk to a trusted friend, and she did not think I was crazy, she was coming, she, you know, I said I came from a, you know, kind of narrow, non-metaphysical, Protestant background, um, she was coming at it, uh, she was a practicing witch, and she was a professor of medieval literature and had a lot of background in um, mythology and such. And so she said to me, I think you're talking to the goddess Diana, who is goddess of the moon, or Artemis, as some would call her, or other yeah. names. But um, she, she came at it kind of, you know, she's the goddess of the moon, and she was working with you through your dog, and she's also the goddess of the hunt, so she's sometimes um, depicted with dogs, and so she just drew this immediate connection to Diana, and I had never thought of that that way. I didn't, I just, you know, again, mythology, that just seems like stories, you know, you had to learn in school or whatever, <laughs> didn't know anything right. about it. She said, you might want to study up a little bit on Diana and, you know, just see what she has to say and just just go with it. Just have the conversations. And, and we did, you know, and I'd come in from outside and I'd try to write it all down as fast as I could and not forget anything. Um, but it's, it's been ongoing, you know, with, with some lapses here and there, you know, but it just actually started a few months ago having conversations with her anew that I hadn't for maybe a year or so. Um, but it's it's really been cool, and I've since learned that there are many faces to the divine. I think that that's how I see it now. And then any way we can connect, whether it's through 
the moon or through trees or through Jesus or Kuan Yin or you know, whatever you resonate with in terms of how you can connect to spirit or to the divine, then, you know, go with that. And it's all, all connected. And it's all one. That's probably the best way I've heard, that I've heard it said. And I, and I really like that because, you know, there's so many messages out there. And way back in the day, you know, especially if your energy is Christian, we're like, this is the only way the rest of you guys are practicing witchcraft and you're evil and dark. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not what it is. You know, even if you are like deeply devout in your, in your Christianity, if you really read, we're always told, you know, in my house, there are many rooms, there are many pathways to God. Yeah, he's going to speak to you how you can hear him. And at the time, yeah. that, that that could be very much that could be very well how you how you heard he's, he's got no ego around you looking at him and saying okay God you can call him Buddha you can call him just about anything you want call him as long as you are engaging with him in that in that space of humility and 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 so forth and so on that's that's my I'm on my soapbox let me get down yeah <laughs> oh, that, no, that just that just gave me a chill honestly yes. <laughs> but as long as we can recognize that our way is not the only way, there are many, many paths, you know, one, one destination in many paths. Yes, there mm-hmm. is. And so you talk about how you found courage and self-love through friendship coaching and conversations. Um, this sounds like it was a profound experience for you. This wasn't just a, well, this is interesting. This, this, this was a life changer, it sounds like. Yes, absolutely life changing. And you know, just as I as I continue to explore these new ideas of you know healing and energy work and um, past lives, I just was exposed to a lot of new ideas and new beliefs about myself. And you know, I, I self talk affirmations I think are very important. I learned a lot about that and the, just the stories we tell ourselves, right, and our beliefs about ourselves and uh, our world around us. And I found myself saying I can't a lot. You know, well, I can't leave my husband. I can't um, take this job because it's somewhere else. You know, and I, I ended up um, ultimately learning to shift that and tell myself a different story with the help of friends. You know, because I started telling friends, well, I can't do this, and well, why can't you? <laughs> you know, sure you can. Right. I had a friend. You know, she was watching me. I, I said, she'd say, why don't you just leave? You know, when I was still married, and I'd say, oh, I can't, you know, I, I couldn't make it on my own, or I don't think I can make it financially. And she said, you're already doing everything. You're already raising the kids and managing the household and paying the bills and managing your own career. So why not? You know, why so not? Some, you know one more thing. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It might be even easier. Now you don't have to manage him, you know, right? So That's um, Sometimes it takes that support of a community of some sort, you know, whether it's your friends or through a coach or, you know, your your spirit guides or you know, supporters, whatever it takes, whatever your community is to support you and um, hold that mirror up to yourself. So you do see your power and you see your strength and you see your worth. Wow. And your friends had to bring that to your attention. Isn't it funny how we'll miss stuff? We're, we're sitting right in the middle of everything. And um, the thing is, this happened right in front of us, and we'll miss it because we're too busy, caught up in the wow moment of what we're going through. Yeah. Um, so, it's, so it's good that you had your friends saying, hey, hey, take a minute and, and stop here and have a listen. I think it's great. I, I don't know if you're open to taking callers, but we, you know, our, um, our guests often take callers. You have a couple of callers that might want to oh, talk sure. to you. Absolutely. Um, 
they ask for readings a lot, so you can let them know if you, if you want to or not. That's up to you. I'm just giving you a heads up. People love to come on the air. That's what they want to do. But, um, <laughs> I would love for them to engage with you. Um, okay. Thank you for holding. You are on the air with our guest, Rebecca Thompson. Who are we speaking to today? Hi, my name is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I've been really enjoying this talk you two are having. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And Rebecca, I will, I will step aside and let Rebecca uh, and you have a little dialogue. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Um, is it okay to ask you for any insights into my life at all? Any thing anybody uh, wants? I don't do a lot of uh, specific readings. I just, you know, kind of wait quietly and see if there's, you know, what comes into my mind, any images or any words. The very first word that came into my mind was courage and foundation of self-love. Is there anything specific you'd want to ask about, Lisa? Any um anything more specific than that? I'm getting those as kind of a, you know, needing to to learn to love yourself as a foundation for anything else you want to do. Um, is there anything else I can do? I can't, Barbara, anymore. I'm looking for, and I'm getting better, I'm looking for life again. Mm-hmm. Middle of a pandemic. <laughs> I know, right in the middle of a pandemic. this just image of an apple <laughs> sounds funny but yeah just um the freshness of the apple and maybe it maybe it's healthy eating but just um fresh freshness is a word that has come into mind for me just um yeah self-care and healthy eating and fresh air perhaps you know just being and keeping things fresh. If you're kind of in a stale environment, a stale situation, finding ways to keep that fresh. Do you, do you hear anything on my little dog? She's critically ill. Oh, baby. Have you ever had um, a Reiki for her? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I do. I do get Reiki for her. Yeah, I think um, continuing to do that. How does she How does she respond to it? Does she seem to really like it or that give her relaxation? I actually learned it so that I could give it, but she doesn't like it from me. She walks away, so I have a gift to her. She does well. She usually gets up and starts playing when she's getting it. Oh, my gosh, that's so great. Yeah, I would continue doing that, you know, just keep doing it yourself too. Um, it's yeah. Sometimes just a different energy from somebody else can be just energizing, you know, as opposed to yours is probably because she's so close to you, more of a calming and peaceful. Um, she just might be getting a different infusion of energy from someone else. But as much as you can, keep doing that. Oh, she's 
just fresh. I go to kiss her, and she turns her head, and I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else, me, and I say to people, watch this, and she just flips her head right around, nope, you can't kiss me. (laughs) Playing hard to get. Playing hard to get. Thank you for your inspiring talk today. I really mean it. It really woke me up to things I had forgotten about, even just the crystals. I put crystals under her bed, but I don't think how much vibration they heal, carry because I'm so upset about her. But I do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, putting a crystal in the in her water bowl. What um, in her water? A crystal, but it, I mean, obviously something that she can't swallow. You know, you don't want her to swallow it. But like just in the bottom of the water will help energize the water. Like uh, like a rose quartz is coming to mind for me, but um, yeah, something you think that that could help too. Right, I'll do that. That's a wonderful tip. Thank you so much. God bless you both so much. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Good luck to you. Thanks, Lisa. Thank you. That was really cool. So you know, I I appreciate you um, being willing to take calls. Sometimes people don't want to take calls, but people just love to interact um, with, with with the guests and. I, I loved how for you it was, this is the, the words that are coming, this is the feeling that's happened. And what it seemed like it was able to do was able to get um, her focus on what was important mm-hmm. versus, like, versus like, oh, I like to say, where are my keys? I get that a lot. Hey, you know where I put my oh. keys? Like, isn't there something more important you want? <laughs> oh, yeah. um, where you were yeah. able to see there just by by looking at some words you can feel it and talk about your process um so it sounds really fascinating uh and how you connect and, and what you do to get to the nitty-gritty so to speak um yeah a lot i think there's just um a lot of value in just being quiet and trying to keep your mind clear and receive any for me you know i mean there's different levels of of psychic ability, right? And some people get like really strong, you know, narrative information for people. I don't really get that. I get words and images and stuff just pops into my head. And sometimes it doesn't mean anything to me whatsoever, um, but it will mean something to the person. And um, it was kind of funny. I like, I'll just give one example of that. Like I was doing a reading for uh, somebody and I said, I saw a cruise ship. I saw her in the water down on a jet ski, and I saw a cruise ship going by, and all her friends were on it, and they were waving at her. I didn't know anything about this woman, any background. And she's like, oh, my gosh, that's unbelievable, because she was supposed to go on a cruise with some friends, and um, her sons, her two sons, were very jealous. You know, they were like, why do you get to go on this trip? Um, she told them that um, when she came back from the cruise, she would take them on a jet ski excursion. <laughs> like, wow. I mean, wow. I, that was pretty clear. Like, <laughs> that was yeah, I was like, well, I, mean, I had zero background on that. Zero. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So it was it was wild. So just things like that will get weird things. And, yeah, and I've had ones that, I mean, I, that weren't that even that um, literal. You know, I had another thing I did for a woman and um forget what it was like I saw her as a like a court jester like entertaining at like, you know like a medieval palace yeah, dinner with, the, with, the, with the little bells on the little floppy hat and stuff and everything yeah. yep 
Yeah, and she was looking for information on what she should do with her career, and then she was she said, "Oh, I know exactly what to do now." But it wasn't that; it wasn't. She didn't go into entertaining or anything like that. She she started this class on. It was a kind of a writing class and pe- teaching people to find their voice and, and but she got that from yeah. what I said, but I I, I'm totally that. I, see that. I see a dude sitting on a thing with a thing and they're like got it I'm good thank you yeah. for your time and she yeah. went off and created her life that's you can't get any better than that. so that's what's always amazing to me is you know they my teacher told me like just say say what you see even if it doesn't make any sense to you go ahead and say it because it may make sense to them so that's what I try to do. <laughs> Even though I try, you know, try to filter it, you try to make sense of it in your head and filter it, you know. And hey, it's you know, it's not about you. Just it's coming through you, but you don't have to make sense of it. I want to make a caller, but I have a question for you um, myself on on just you know the book. So you've written this fabulous book. Um, what is it that you desire to do? Are you? What is it that you want us as the public to to experience? by reading this book? I want people to know, I, I'm hoping that, that anybody can be helped through this story that may be feeling powerless or feeling stuck. Uh, I want people to know that you have way more power than you know and that you can have the life you want and that um, it's possible to, I, I mean, I didn't even know what I wanted. You know what I mean? So it's <laughs> right. First of all, it's, it's knowing that you can, and then it's identifying what it is, and then it's starting to move towards that. And spirit will meet you. You know, you don't have to do everything yourself. You're not alone. And whether it's, you know, your, your guides or that are metaphysical in nature or whether it's your physical community that you create around yourself, you're not alone. Um, so, so stop feeling like you have to do everything yourself or that you can't share it with anybody. Um, there's people and other helpers for you um and you're I worth it that. you're worth it amen that's what amen to that amen i I love that i love that i love that i'm gonna i'm gonna take another caller well i think that i have something i'm chewing on now that i want to ask you but i'm gonna let somebody else i'm, I'm just the purpose of this show is not for angels to monopolize your time. <laughs> to get to know you and understand your message. So um, thank you for calling. You're on the air with uh, Angel and Rebecca. Who are we speaking to? Have you stepped away? I think they've stepped away. Or they're shy. I think maybe they're shy. We'll come back to them and see if they... If they want to be uh, on, I think I think they're a little shy. Um, okay. And if that is way okay. That is way okay. So compared to where your life was before, what is it? What do you do now? What does it look like for you on a, on a on an average day? Because you know you're no longer getting up and working for the man every night and day, so to speak. You're no. now doing the dream life now. You're you're doing a dream now. Yes. Yes, it's very different. I mean, first of all, I moved across the country. I left North Carolina and went to Southern California. Um, and that was for a full-time job when I came, but I've since left that job. Um, so I'm, I'm living in a beautiful location near the ocean, um, which I love. I can hear waves from my bed uh-huh. on really quiet oh. mornings. <laughs> oh, man. That's beautiful. It's amazing. And I... Oh. I led to this location truly it was not seeking it myself but it I was led to it and that is a story that I do tell in my book um and so it's just truly divine guidance 
uh, every step of the way. Um, you know, got divorced, um, moved to California, um, took new job, and and continuing to take steps to um, change up my livelihood. I still do some corporate work, as I said, some team building, leadership development work, but I'm I'm able to integrate you know more of who I am into that now. Uh, I'm not as hesitant to do that. And I also do um, some speaking and some workshops. I'm working on an online course now. Um, I have another book that I wrote with a friend, and it's all about life planning and being intentional about the life that you want. And we've been practicing this uh, life planning process with each other for 20-plus years. And so we wrote another book called Sunday at 830, and that's because that's the time that we talk to each other. She lives in Rochester. I was say, I saw that. I'm like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and we, lived in the, we lived in the same city for many years and worked at the same company, and we were good friends and raised our kids together. And then I moved out of state due to one of my husband's job changes. And so, we, you know, we're crying. We're like, we didn't know how well we're going to stay together. So we made this vow that we were going to talk on the phone every week. And we tried some different things, but the time that we landed on was Sunday evening at 8.30 Eastern time for her. So now it's 5.30 for me now that I'm on the West Coast. But um, the book, the title of the book just fell into place. So we documented in that book the process that we use for life planning. We go on a retreat once a year, and we set goals and brainstorm and write a vision. And we review what we did over the past year, but it's always positive. It's always to celebrate what we accomplish. Never, never, ever to beat ourselves up over not doing something. Because whatever we did, it's more than we would have had we just let life go by default, right? You know, it's, we, we're, we're, what's meant to get done, we'll get done. So we always celebrate that and then plan what we want to do for the coming year. And then we talk every Sunday. We don't always talk about our plans. Sometimes we just talk about our kids or our week or whatever. Um, but we do check informally on our plan at least, you know, half a dozen times a year, just how's this goal going or, you know, making progress in this or whatever. Um, so it's very powerful for us, and we wanted to share that process with other people. So we wrote a book about it, and I'm working on an online course um, to help people uh, follow that process as well. And so when you talk about this creating uh, this process, it's, it's a really cool uh, coaching concept. It's really cool. You're, you're, you've got kind of two, the two sides of the conversation. You have this really kind of fabulous coaching process that anybody could take and, and mm-hmm. take yourself to the goal. And then you have this other really metaphysical, more introspective process. And it feels like you've got both sides of, of, of my process covered. You've got my accountability mm-hmm. buddy. You've got all this stuff. And then when I'm sitting and, and messing with my own head, I can sit down with the process that you talk about in your conversations with the moon, um, thinking yeah. that that it was not something you saw coming. I, I have a feeling that it happened because that's what was supposed to happen, because that's how it always happens, right? Right. <laughs> I, 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 I don't see you like sitting down saying, this is what I'm going to do in 20 years. I'm going to have this book and this book, and I'm going to do it. just kind of just ended up that way. It definitely happens that way. And, you know, we talk about life planning and, you know, you make a plan and things don't go according to plan, you know. Um, and then you're disappointed yourself. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and something, you know, some, something else happens and ultimately, you know, we, we change course. You know, you, you, you change course or course correct along the way and you learn lessons and 
Um, so no, you can't you can't plan your life and then have it follow exactly according to plan. But just in terms of all the different kinds of experiences we want to have, and um, just we we set goals in seven different areas. So that includes your health, your finances, your career, all those different things. And uh, sometimes it's just an exploration of maybe I'd want to do something different. So maybe I'll take a course in something or read a book in something or talk to somebody that does that. So sometimes it's just fun things or enriching things in our lives to learn about something new and try something new. Um, And I'd say, yeah, when we first started it, we didn't see ourselves deviating from our path. You know, when I was a young engineer and so was my friend and our goals were just like, well, in five years, we'll be five years older and our kids will be five years older and (laughs) we'll still be living here and working here. And that's all we could foresee. Right. But Right. Uh, yeah, so the universe had other plans for us, and, and it's very different from how what we anticipated, but it's still, it's great. I love it. And, and what I what I really like is this, this process of, of just the focus, but it's not that hard focus. You know, I, I, I do, I've worked a lot in, in corporate world, in the mainstream world, and you get these workshops, and they're like one of boot camp, right? <laughs> you get, yeah. You get the book do the exercise, do this, do that, and you have to do this, and you feel like if you miss something, you didn't do it right, and that's why it didn't succeed, because you didn't do it right. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. And it's still so much more heart-based. And, and, and if, if it's much easier to close to, then you'll be successful because you'll do it. And that's why that's what it feels like to me. So I don't know if that's an appropriate assessment. I didn't dig as much into that as I did into the conversations with the moon, so I was really into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and, and certainly, you know, uh, early in my life, I was very corporate and very technical, and we went to this class, we went to a life planning class to learn how to be more productive at work, and it was very much, as you said, it was very driven and all about productivity and getting more done, um, and as we worked with it, we realized it was much more than that, and we've you know, we took the, what we learned in the class and we really made it our own and we stayed in touch with one of our instructors and she's very spiritual as well and she's delighted really with what we've done with it um, and wrote the foreword to our book, in fact. So um was very, very um, happy to see it evolve beyond where she and her partner originally envisioned it. Um, but over time, I you know, I've been able to marry these parts of myself, you know, this, this spiritual metaphysical side and bring it into that process and, and look at more of my whole self rather than just my career self, you know, it's so much more than that. And to be a whole person and to bring that all together, you don't have to be a different person at work than you are at home, you know, and for a long time, I thought I did. you know um how i found courage and self-love through friendship coaching and conversations with the moon and the other book um do you want to give the other the name of the other book um that you wrote with your friend i don't have it on my sheet right here it's called sunday at 8 30 two decades of life planning and it's by darlene ryan and rebecca thompson and yeah you have the other one rebecca rising by rebecca thompson and they're both on amazon and they're both in both Kindle and paperback. Perfect, perfect. I found the mine. I found it really easy when I was when I was looking to prepare for this for this course. But I would recommend it um, because it, it feels like we we need this. And so here in the last last segment, I, I think that we we gotta address the, the gorilla in the room. 
we talk about courage, self-love, friendship, coaching, conversations. The earlier caller said it all in the middle of a pandemic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're in the middle of the craziest time in I, I have to say in human history because I wasn't I wasn't alive in the land of the pharaohs, but I'm alive now, and I'm, this is what I'm seeing, and this is crazy. People are scared to death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what kind of guidance can you can you give, or what what do you have to say to people based on what you've been through and all the learnings and, and all the focuses that you have added to your to your toolbox, so to speak. Yeah, um, I do see a lot of fear in the environment, and it's it's very human to get caught up in fear, right? There's a lot of crazy things happening. People are getting sick and dying, and, uh, you know, we're having to do weird things like wearing masks, and, you know, that's kind of creepy and scary, and some people just don't want to do it, right? Um, so there's there's a lot of crazy things going on that we have never seen before, and so it's natural to be afraid. Um, and yet, and yet, um, how I view it is kind of the the earth and the universe kind of really trying to make a major shift for our human race and our planet and it causing us to have to slow down. Um, you know, I live in the Los Angeles area, so it really cut our, our um, traffic way down and the level of pollution and um, the air traffic. And I've seen a great improvement in how the ocean looks. Um, we don't have this, like, greenish-brown haze on it all the time. Um, oh, God. It's clear, you know. And, um, so I'm, and I'm seeing families walking around together, you know, where everybody used to be so busy with all their activities and rushing around and getting in the car from one place to another. And now it's like, well, we've got to be home. So let's go for a walk uh, by the ocean. Let's go bike riding together. Let's play board games and just seeing um, there's a lot of positive things coming from this and I think there's going to be some just major societal shifts. I don't know what they are. I've heard some other you know, psychics and um, lots of people like that, you know, giving some very specific things and some of them are scary but um, one thing is for sure it's going to be different and yeah. um, so remembering kind of who we are I think kind of kicking it up a notch we're, we're eternal beings we're spirit beings and you know it may sound trite but we are here having a human experience and we're here to learn lessons and we've chosen to be here at this time so i sometimes remind myself of that you know it's like i chose to be here at this time so there's a reason that i'm either going to learn something or i'm going to contribute something or both um so you know just kind of staying open to whatever that might be and in the end, we'll all be okay. You know, we're all going to be taken care of, not necessarily our physical bodies, but our spirit body lives on, and we're going to go on to something better and greater and having learned something from living at this time. Oh, so you're speaking about people who aren't going to make it through this. Making well, it. There are, of course, of course, there's people that aren't making it through this, but, no. but yeah. um, you know, sadly, and we don't like to see that, of course, but um, we're all we're all going to be ultimately okay, <laughs> you know, in the long run. Yeah. Our spirits will live on. We're all going to be okay. And I, I I like that because it is it is true that we're all going to be okay. And you know, being able to let people know, how, you know, how do you tell people? You have to prepare, of course. You have to take care of yourself. You have to do the things mm-hmm. to be safe. You have to do the things to like your food shortages. Go get some food. Put it in the refrigerator. You got to do things to 
protect yourself yeah. and secure your family, but you don't have to just take it to the wide extreme because we're like harbingers of panic at that point. Yeah. And and how do you calm how do you calm the society down? What what, yeah. what can we do? And that that's something I ask every practitioner that comes on my show is like based on just your insights, you know, the message that you receive or just your feelings, you know, what can we do to help yeah, our society? You're so right, Angel. There's this balance of kind of being in the world, but not of it, you know, and as we're spiritual beings and ultimately our spirits are going to be okay, but yet we still live in a physical world. And so we do have to deal with all those things of caring for ourselves and caring for others and, um, you know, making sure we do have all the the physical things that we need and and where we can help others uh, do that as well. But um, I think, you know, there's a lot of power in, our own keeping our own consciousness and our own vibration um, high and clean and shiny and and using that to send it out into the world you know as much as we can radiate that out it's going to help the whole planet and the whole um, not only human life but all the life on our planet if we can just be um, sending love and you know there's everybody's either reaching out for love or um, giving love, and regardless of what they're doing, love is the appropriate response. Uh, that's what the Course in Miracles tells us. And so, just just being love, just sending love, and that doesn't mean we put up with you know evil things. You know, we still, in our human way, have to deal with things that are not good, and and not just accept that and take that in, but just just responding in a, a place from a place of love rather than a, a place of fear. Uh, that was really great. I love that. I'm going to see if we can get our, our caller to, um, to connect here. Thank you for holding. You're on the air with Angel and Rebecca. Who are you speaking to today? Are you there? Yeah, I think they're shy. They don't want to talk today. That's okay. You don't have to talk. Um, I want to make sure I give you the opportunity to, to, to talk about what you want um, people to do. You want them to buy your book. Do you have services or there, are there, is there a website for them to go to to reach out to you to have your infomercial? Yeah. This is your little spot. Here's your three-minute infomercial. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. Yes. Well, I would love for you to buy my book, um, listeners. Please do. Um, I, I feel I've been told that it's very readable and relatable, and um, I'm hoping that my story can help others. Um, it, anybody who thinks that they might be a little bit stuck, in their life and um, just want some encouragement that you can, you can make the change that you would like to make and that you are worth it. And um, I'd be happy to talk to anybody about that. I do do some one-on-one coaching. You can go to my website. It is called evolvewithoutlimits.com. And there you can send me a message and ask me about one-on-one coaching. I do use the Sunday 830 coaching process as well as bring in a lot of my um, metaphysical modalities, whether it's doing um, shamanic journeying or spirit animal readings or recommending crystals. Uh, I do a lot of that in, uh, as part of the process of my one-on-one coaching. I also will do distance Reiki treatments um, for people or animals and um, would be delighted to talk to you about that. So you can send me a message at my website. Again, it's evolvewithoutlimits.com. And the books are available. There's links in the website, but also you can go on Amazon for both Rebecca Rising 
for Sunday at 8.30. And uh, they are, as I said, in paperback and um, on Kindle. And I've got an Audible version coming soon of Rebecca Rising. But please, you know, even if you don't buy my books or, or engage me in coaching, um, in the, these times, be taking the best possible physical care of yourself and the best possible care of your soul, you know, just by keeping it uh, clean and shiny and releasing all negativity and fear and worry and remembering who you are, that you're an eternal spirit and that you're going to be completely fine in the long run and that you chose to be here and that you're exactly where you were supposed to be right now. Mm. That was a pretty darn good infomercial. I like that. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> You're pretty good at this. <laughs> but it's so true. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm, you know, a medium and, you know, very, very connected to past lives and, you know, the, the whole image of, of us getting together with our posse, so to speak, at the, in spirit and planning our, our lives out and having our contracts, all that, that all that imagery we're, we're taught about all comes down to the simple fact that we all chose to be here right now. Everybody that's here right now chose to be here right now, right? Yes. Yes. We made a conscious decision in spirit going, this is when we're going to be here. And God knew he was going to take us through this journey, through this, 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 this 2020, this 2020 I'm calling it. And, there's a reason for it, right? And that, that, that there's a purpose for it. What do you think that purpose is? What, what is our lesson here? What are we, what are we trying to learn? Or what, are, what is our, what are, what are we confronting, I guess, is a good way to put it. Wow. Um, I, you know, I'm not an expert, but I, my feeling is we're confronting what's really important to us, you know, what do we really want to spend our lives just being busy and in the car rushing around from place to place, or do we want to look at what's really important? And that's, you know, looking into the eyes of our loved ones or you know, taking care of the planet that we live on for future generations and, you know, all those things. I, I think we've just been caught up kind of, I, the phrase that's been coming to my mind this past spring has been teenage energy. Adolescent, you know, we've, we've been kind of living in this adolescent culture where it was self-absorbed and want everything now. And um, I think it's a, a like a, almost a puberty of the planet. Like, you know, we're going through this gut wrenching, painful um, maturity process that is enforcing us to confront what is it that's really important and what do we really want and to kind of outgrow some of this, uh, you know, self-absorption and <laughs> oh, yeah. um, material uh, focus, you know, that that our culture has had. I won't say everybody has had it, but, our, our you know, kind of the theme of our culture um, yeah. has been material, you know, wealth and all of that, and uh, it, it's kind of forcing us to look at what's left. You take all that yeah. away. No, you say that. I agree with you. I, I think that's a really powerful statement. I, mean, I, I haven't heard it said that well in a while, but it's like the whole world is, is rioting. People are social unrest. Buildings are on fire. People are dying in the streets. But the stock market's up, and that's and that's all we care about. Like, woohoo! Mm-hmm. Stock market's up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
which yeah, amazes right? like how could you be on the nation is on fire but the stock market's up 400 points how does that, how does that even happen because that's all we care about right <laughs> i know isn't that crazy I know. <laughs> so, I know. Bizarre. so bizarre but, but i love the image go ahead please i was gonna say the um the earth, though, you know, has confronted us and, and um, you know, we've given us this pandemic and given us lots of, oh, there's, in recent years, of course, so many earthquakes and fires and, you know, all the things that the earth is saying, hey, you know, this, this is not good enough how you're treating me. And all the, the movements that are taking place, you know, Black Lives Matter and Me Too, you know, people are saying it's not enough, you know, it's not good enough and asking for more. So I, I kind of feel, I'm hoping that this is like, um, the dying old bad culture, like just sort of, like I think of it as a dragon that's thrashing its tail around, and it's kind of dying. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I love. I, I'm with you. I'm seeing it. You have me. You have me there in the meditative state. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. I, you know, I get this dragon thrashing its tail, and it's dying. It's the, it represents all the old bad structures and policies and things and so we're seeing all these these this violence because of this backlash of this tail you know waving around um and hitting things and um and then hopefully after that passes you know there will be a resurgence of, of something new and better and more mature and kinder and more I loving so. i hope so and, and i totally had a vision while you were talking about it of the adolescent years, the horrible acne and the, I just got my, my cycle and everything, my boobs hurt. I remember all of that. And that's what, we, that's what it feels like. Everything, it doesn't make sense. You're like, why? And you get mad. So a person says, put on a mask and you basically collapse in Costco like a baby and scream because you have to put your mask on, you know? <laughs> That's true. Like a four-year-old having a team from yeah. Um, oh, and but but I have you know because we're going. I have to go throw at you and give you ninety seconds to speak on it. What that child always needs is mother's love, and it always fixes everything. Mm, yes. If mom puts her arm around the kid. She's all. He's always better, and that's what we need. We need love, right? Yes. We do need love, absolutely. That's really the only thing that stands in the end. All we need is love. The summer of love, please come. We need the yeah. summer of love. Yeah. We're the Beatles when you need them. <laughs> we are there when we need them. But we can summon their spirit, right? The spirit yeah. of love, the spirit of that. And I mean, playing music like that, even, you know, will help to raise our consciousness and our vibration, just even. Focusing on those kinds of phrases and that kind of music, and just just responding in loving ways when the baby has the tantrum, you know, kicking and screaming. Get that and um, annoyed, and you still have to teach them the right behavior, and yet you still love them. Oh gosh, this was so fun, and it's always time flies when you have fun. I'm glad we were able to get you on and get you through it, and I hope that you had as great an uh, um, experience as I had, because this was just a really great show. Thank you so much for being on with us, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me, Angel. It was a delight, truly. Oh, uh, it was a delight. Had a it, sounds like, it, it sounds like 
sounds like chocolate. I think I need, I think I deserve chocolate now. <laughs> <laughs> we all deserve it. I'm going to go have some right now. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Remember, be happy, be joyous, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>